0: Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher.
1: Hi, this is Desi Jetikin.
0: This week, we are recapping the 2009 film Obsessed, starring Beyonce and Idris Elba and Ali Larder. Yeah. Quite a interesting movie, because this movie is essentially... The crush mixed with fatal attraction, but watered down versions of both of those.
1: It's very uh, lifetime movie.
0: Yeah, and I—I I was just telling Desi before we started recording. I saw this in the theater because, obviously, this is a genre of film that I've been a fan of for a very long time. So as soon as I saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, I—I <laughs> I need to see that immediately. Yeah, and I remember liking it when I like. It's a perfectly. Well, you know, it it does the job of what I expect for this kind of movie, but let's just get into it. The movie begins with married couple Sharon and Derek Charles, aka Beyonce and Idris Elba pulling into their new home with their young son. This is a really nice big house in Pasadena, probably because this takes place in LA. It was really a nice house. It's like this very nice turn of the century, yeah, dark wood, no bad flip.
1: It was like all original moldings and everything. Right. yeah. It,
0: there wasn't like some flipper who put in like some ugly backsplash in the kitchen. Everything looked really nice. It was a very tasteful, beautiful old home. yeah, loved in it. in Los Angeles. So already we know like this is a this is a wealthy couple. We see them going through the house. It's Everything's like, this is just a very feel-good moment. This like young family. They have an attic. There's another attic in this movie. I, the
1: moment they showed me the attic, I was like, we're, we're going back to that attic at some point. Right. <laughs> like There was a few things in that beginning sequence where you could tell we were going to see them again.
0: Well, specifically... <clears throat> Specifically when Sharon walks over a loose floorboard, yes, in the attic totally. and it kind of rumbles and it's like, oh, that's gonna come back. <laughs> that's gonna be dangerous for somebody in this movie right It definitely had a thing where it's like, remember this <laughs> <laughs> right because everything else in the house like looks pristine. Except for this attic, has this loose floorboard and it's like really dusty looking. Now, of course, unlike the attic in The Crush, there is no giant carousel. Sadly, sadly, there's no. That's probably the only movie with a carousel in the attic. I'm like already like, wait, is it (laughs) in the history of the universe? Not just in a movie. I don't think anybody in their right mind would put a carousel in an attic. At most, there is one horse in an attic, like one of the Poles'
1: horses. Oh, not <laughs> a real
0: horse? No, not a real horse. Right, at most, somebody has a piece of a carousel. So they're obviously very in love and horny for each other. Look, I'm going to say it right now.
1: For two of the hottest people in the world, there is zero sexual chemistry between them. Because <laughs> this whole opening scene is them flirting, and like you're like, they're going to fuck, but you're kind of like... I don't even buy that they want to fuck. Like, it's, it's wild. It's
0: wild. Yeah. Beyonce and Idris Elba, arguably, like you said, two of the most beautiful people on the planet. And sexy, too. Like And sexy people. Like, they're beautiful. They're sexy. They've got, like, vibes going. <laughs> like, sexual vibes always going. But together, mm. like, individually, they're very sexy, beautiful people. But together, zero chemistry.
1: Yes. It's, that was like what I was struck with from the second I saw them together. I was like, well, that's that's, that's crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but of course, in the movie, they're supposed to be very horny for each other yes. as husband and wife. And Idris even suggests, hey, let's fuck on this brown carpet in our bedroom. With a mirrored ceil- ceiling. That was my one gripe <laughs> about this house was the carpet in the bedroom. The
1: carpet, but also I was like, I have never seen a more tasteful Ceiling mirror in all of history because it looked like it had like the original moldings. So right. Like, Is this an 1800s mirrored ceiling? Like, was this like a hospital before? Like, what? Because it didn't look like a sex mirror. No, like,
0: it was really funny. Um, so the next day, Idris, I'm um, sorry, Derek arrives at his job in downtown Los Angeles. He obviously has some. He's very professional. He's wearing a suit. He gets in the giant elevator. This is a very fancy building. And in the elevator, he meets Allie Larder, who plays Lisa. And she's obviously immediately horny for him. Like she just one look and she's like, I want to fuck this guy. So Lisa is flirting with Derek in the elevator and she tells him, Oh, I'm like, I'm a temp. Yeah. I'm a temp here, and then she drops her papers. It's very obvious she did this on purpose so she could do the whole like sexy bend down
1: and show her her little thigh, like so a she, sliver of thigh. Yeah,
0: show a <laughs> slice of thigh with her uh, short, tight business lady skirt. <laughs> and we go uh, well, and as they're r- ruffling through the papers that have fallen on the floor of the elevator, their hands touch. Yeah. You know, classic move. In The Office, Derek goes into a meeting with his boss and Jerry O'Connell. I don't even remember Jerry O'Connell's name in this movie, so I'm just going to refer to him as Jerry O'Connell. He looks like 18. He looks so young in this. It was really funny. <laughs> I know he's not, but like... Yeah. Um, I guess there's some kind of investment bankers. Yeah, it
1: was some kind of financial... I never know what those jobs are.
0: Like the, it was like the most generic dialogue about work. Like totally, are you going to work on the McKinley account? It's actually like what I feel like we would write (laughs) because we've seen enough TV, (laughs) right? But it's not. Yeah, I was like, if I was doing a real movie, I'd actually research it more. (laughs) So the guys in the meeting room spot Lisa through the window, and they're basically like, "Aouga." Dude, I was like, this is so pre Me Too. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's
1: like they're just treating women like absolute garbage. They're like, just, the way they
0: talk about her. They're so horny for this temp worker who's just come into their office. Lisa then formally introduces herself to Derek as he's leaving the office for the day. And before he can even exit this, like this office. She's already reading up on him at her computer. Oh, yeah. She's, like, Googling him. She got his
1: bio open.
0: Yeah. She wants to know everything. So back at home, Derek has to change a diaper. Later, him and Sharon are unpacking and drinking wine and kissing. Again, they try to establish... How in love they are. How in love and how affectionate they are with each other. The next day at the office, Lisa says, Hi, remember me? She's very excited to see Derek. I also wanted to establish
1: that we did learn in the last scene that Sharon was his previous secretary or assistant. Yes. So that sort of comes into play later.
0: That's how they met. Yes. That's how her and Derek met. So Lisa lets Derek know that she's going to be assisting him today because his assistant is out. And they're in his office the camera pans to her legs, like he notices her legs <laughs> again in that skirt as she sits down and crosses them. They talk about the company party that's coming up. She, I, I just do they invite temps to the company parties? Yeah, I mean, I wondered that
1: too. I also was like, "No spouses allowed." That sounded weird to me. Like I've never heard that policy before.
0: That sounds like a really fucked up policy. Doesn't it's also it also sounds like it's, it's just begging. For shit to go down, (laughs) right? Or like inviting shit to go down? Yeah, yeah. Like we don't want your bitch wife here. Let's see what happens when you guys get some alcohol. It's like it's a reality show. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, she's like, "Why?" Lisa's like, "Oh, why don't they invite spouses to the company party?" And then he explains, like, "Oh, I guess they want us to loosen up." Loosen up. Very weird. So Lisa lets Derek know that. She sent his wife a dozen long stem roses, as is something he does every single week. And she starts invest like trying to yeah. investigate what's what's going on with your she's, marriage. She's asking questions. She's prying. Yeah, and she's like, "How long have you been married?" And at this point is when we learn that Sharon was once Derek's assistant. Right. Well, we learned it earlier. We Lisa learns it. Uh.
1: It's someone. Yeah, I wrote it down in my notes. I guess Lisa learns it, but that puts a that plants a seed.
0: Yeah, in for Lisa's sure. head. Well, yeah. Uh, then Lisa says, "I think you'll find I'm not your typical temp." Because he's like, "Wow, you you did all this. You're gr- so efficient. Your <laughs> assistant work is just top notch." I think you'll find I'm not your typical temp. Why? Right, because she's also grilling Patrick, the uh, tip the the regular
1: assistant. Right. So she wants to be perfect. Yeah. Uh,
0: She wants to be noticed. So she
1: really grilled Patrick on what he wants and expects, too.
0: Right. But for as efficient as Lisa is, she's also shady as fuck. Because in the next scene, we see her listening in on Derek and Sharon's phone call. Right. With her little headset. And he notices, right? He hears a click. Did he notice? Yeah,
1: he. that's why he looks out into the thing and he sees the Bluetooth on the desk and the phone. And then oh. she pops up and she's like, do you need me? <laughs> like through the glass window. <laughs> I think he noticed because we later find out that Patrick also listens in. Yeah. So maybe he, it's something he has sort of heard. But yeah, and then she doesn't get busted though. Right.
0: So Derek is... Walking around in his office with a Bluetooth headset on. He's also holding a golf club. I feel like the writers were like, what can we do to make him look businessman-y? They love golf. Businessmen love golf. They like to to putt in their
1: office. I know that.
0: (laughs) They always have that little green circle. Yeah. (laughs) And they're putting and they're on a Bluetooth call and they're like, God damn it, Johnson. It helps me think to (laughs) putt. I need the Taft reports. Yeah. <laughs> so back at home, Sharon is studying in bed to get her business degree, and Derek's like, why can't you just be a stay-at-home mom? They have that whole conversation. She's like, Derek, this is really important to me. This is a plot point that really is inconsequential. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. Uh, then the next day...
1: Oh, but also during this... Thing. oh right she says that they had agreed that he would have wouldn't have any female assistants anymore that's right, which is also kind of like that's weird it is a weird demand to make on your husband and if he hasn't done anything necessarily
0: yeah I guess Don't you she, think I think it was just because she was paranoid because she started out as his assistant I guess but uh look i I wouldn't do that but clearly there's some as for as horny as this couple is there's clearly some Insecurities in the relationship. Yes,
1: they don't really delve into it, though. No. So it, I guess I just part of it might just be like I'm like that's Beyonce. She wrote Lemonade, right? Like she's she's gonna she's she's gonna take control
0: of that situation, like, right? Don't fuck around, Derek. So then, um, I guess it's the next day. D, why didn't you call me back today? Oh yeah. Shannon wants to know why Derek didn't call her back. And he said the, the temp said that Shannon called. or Wait, Shannon. Sharon said that, why didn't you call me
1: back? Right. And he said, oh, she said Shannon. Like, so he heard the wrong
0: name. I don't know why. He's a businessman. Why I think Lisa acted like she heard the wrong name. Oh, she pretended she heard. Yeah. She knew it was Beyonce calling her She husband. knew it was Sharon.
1: And she's like, oh, Shannon. <laughs> That's yeah. where we first know she's kind
0: of a devious bitch for real. Like, yeah, yeah, she's not just a dumb bitch. Now she's devious bitch. So then Sharon is like, "Oh, we're, they're. I think they're in the office." Yeah, know Sharon
1: came into work because I think she's like, mm, "Let me go see this
0: new assistant." Right? She's like, "Is is the temp pretty?" Um, oh no, I guess that was a conversation while they were still in bed. Because the next day Sharon comes into the office. Yeah, she's talking to Derek. Because she's on the way to take their son Kyle to the Grove to go see Santa. Oh, that's right. And that, I was, I'm always getting excited when I'm like, The Grove. They mentioned the Grove. I know that place. <laughs> <laughs> we go there. So then um, Lisa comes in to Derek's office and she meets Kyle. And Sharon's like, Oh, he's not usually so shy. Because, like, um, you know, dogs and cats, babies, yeah. babies can sense. He He's on to you. Kyle knows you're a devious bitch, Lisa. Uh, and so Lisa is like, wow, talk about your perfect family. You could be on the cover of a magazine. And she also
1: um, says that Kyle looks like the husband.
0: Yeah, she's like, he's
1: so handsome. He looks just like you. And and we know previously they had a conversation where they said the baby looked like Sharon. Right. And that his family, they were worried of having a second kid if it looked like his aunt or something. Who apparently Who looks like a dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we know that that Sharon was like, um... Excuse me. Excuse me. I have <laughs> the beautiful genes on my side of the family. So Lisa says, it was nice to meet you, Sharon. And Sharon says, you too, Liz. And then yeah. she goes, it's Lisa. I was
1: shocked when Lisa really corrected sharon hard on that it was rude like if i was the assistant i would have just blew it i would have just left yeah like when am i gonna see her again yeah who cares and she was clearly doing it to bother her yeah too and it's like the best thing to do in that situation is just let it slide or not not give them the satisfaction right. right but lisa was big mad she was it was like uncomfortable yeah the way she's like, no, Lisa, you called me Liz.
0: <laughs> it was like really weird. Even though Lisa does a lot of deranged things in this movie, I feel like she was exhibiting deranged behavior from jump. This is an, Yeah, that's an example of deranged behavior for sure. This is an unwell woman. So Sharon is immediately is like, what's the deal with her? Sharon knows. She's yeah. like, not only is she, she, yeah, she's pretty, but she's also a fucking weirdo. What's the deal with her? She's concerned that she's really hot. And she's like, "When's Patrick, your real (laughs) assistant, coming back?" So Lisa then snoops a little in Derek's office. She looks at a family photo. She goes through his CDs. Oh yeah, she notices a some music that he that he likes. That'll come in later. Later, Derek is the next day. Derek is cruising to work in his Mercedes, blasting American Boy. He arrives at work and finally his assistant Patrick is back at the office. But so is Lisa. Yeah. And she's temping for someone else who apparently has a diarrhea and can't come into work. I, I, for a second I was like, is she getting all these people sick? I thought that would have been a really fun twist is if Lisa was going around putting Visine in people's coffee. Right. Because so, Patrick got sick too. Right. Yeah. Uh, and
1: and then she starts becoming best besties with Patrick.
0: That's yeah. her next
1: thing to kind of get more info, right? Because she
0: knows that Patrick is the office gay who has all the gossip, and she's like, I'm gonna make an alliance with this guy, right? Because he has the the tea, and he'll do anything if you pound put pound, get pound him with some cosmos, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, finally, um, oh sorry, Patrick. Patrick says to Lisa, because they're chatting, and he's like, so how many times did you get busted listening in on Derek's calls? Yeah. He, he clocks her immediately. He's like, I know you think he's hot. We all think he's hot, okay? But he's yeah. married. Yeah. And he's mine. And he's mine. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm the first in line of succession. Yeah. He's mine after Absolutely. he divorces his wife. I was here first. I've been listening to his phone calls for years, bitch. <laughs> get in line. <laughs> So Patrick tells her about all the tea he has of the office. He says he's worked there for 10 years, and my nickname around here is 411. That's such a dated it's nickname. It's such a
1: dated...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did we even have that in the 2000s? Two dated references in like 10 minutes of each other. The flipping through the booklet of CDs and the 411 yeah. reference. Absolutely. I think 2009 was the last gasp of both of those, yeah. probably. Yeah. So Lisa asks him to drinks and Patrick says, if you think you can pump me for information for a couple of Cosmos, you're right. I saw where that was going immediately. <laughs> we all know We all know a Patrick. Yeah. And look, Love him. would I make an alliance with Patrick immediately if I worked in that office? Absolutely. Minute one. Patrick would be my best friend day one <laughs> yeah. if I worked there. Later, oh, this scene was great. Later that day, Derek goes into the break room and Lisa is crying. And these are some very performative tears. I have never seen a faker, more manipulative cry fest yeah. than this one. It was like, meow, meow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> It was pathetic. I mean, and she's doing that thing where she's like crying, but then kind of looking around to see if people are noticing. It's like this was the opposite of an ugly cry. This was just like, I'm still going to look good.
1: My tears will come, but they will not mess my eyeliner or mascara.
0: Yeah. It was nothing. And it's like usually when people are trying to cry in the break room and it's like legitimate, they're trying to hide it because they're embarrassed. She was not trying to hide this at all.
1: Look, you don't go to the break room to have a breakdown unless you want people to ask you if you're okay,
0: (laughs) right? Yeah, you go to the bathroom.
1: You go to the bathroom. If it
0: happens in the break room, it's unplanned and Mm -hmm. awful,
1: That everyone's gonna see you.
0: Like, oh, yeah. We've all had that moment where we've like cried in a semi public and sometimes public place and it's uncontrollable and it's humiliating. And you're trying to cover it up desperately. Uh, And you're turning bright red usually. No, it never looks good. It never looks good. Because it's a combination
1: of you crying and also being humiliated (laughs) and trying. It's like the worst combination.
0: Yeah. So. Of course, Derek does exactly what she wants and he stops and asks her what's wrong and she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm not crying. I have allergies." And he's like, "Come, Lisa." And if if he didn't know her, like if they had known each other for a while and he knew she was like crazy or whatever, he would have been like, "Okay, Lisa. Bye." But yeah. he's like trying to, you know, he's like trying to be a nice guy. Yeah. And he's like, tell me what's wrong. And he sits down next to her at the little break room table. And he's like having boyfriend troubles right now. And she's like, oh, is it obvious? Like, well, oh, you know, I know it's just like Patrick would have been like, Lisa's crying in the break room. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than some, when someone heats up fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Patrick would have had a little quip. He would have e- mass emailed all the other assistants. Yeah. I mean, this, this scene just is like, I mean, I know it happens, but
1: it it, it doesn't, you you see it and you're like, God, men are so gullible. (laughs) Like, I was like,
0: who would fall for this? Right. And so he's consoling her and she's totally flirting with him mm-hmm. it's like oh you're not sad anymore you're just flirting well because she's using it now to
1: get compliments right like because she's like no i guess i i guess men are allergic to me or like yeah. no one wants me and he's like no you're a great girl you're attractive
0: it's just like am i yeah. <laughs> what else am i <laughs> so then jerry o'connell after this whole incident jerry o'connell approaches patrick and he's like what was that all about She's a smoking hot piece of ass. I mean, Jerry again, O'Connell's dialogue is
1: just like, look, this guy is just horny. That's his characteristic. <laughs> like there's literally nothing else that
0: they wrote for this guy except no. horny guy.
1: Oh, I want to also say during his pep talk of Lisa, he does say, if I were single, uh, like to make her feel yeah. better. Yeah. And that is definitely a seed planted with Lisa. That's like a go-ahead sign, right? Right. But yeah, Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> he, he's, like the, he's like the guy on his shoulder who's trying to warn him, but not really. Because he's kind of almost goading him because he just wants to hear about what the sex would be like. Yeah, so he's like simultaneously goading him, but also like, watch out, but if you don't, tell me everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, he goes, careful, D. And he says, uh, he says a lot of these single gals see the workplace as their hunting ground and I think she's got you in her crosshairs and his little finger gun. Yeah. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> so Derek returns to his desk and I don't know how fast Lisa did this, but she, he finds a note at his desk and it's Lisa thanking him. Thanks
1: for the shoulder.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just Love, Love Lisa. And he opens the envelope that is also on his desk, and it's a bootleg Crudo CD. And they start DMing, and yeah. he's like, I love Crudo. She's like, I know, I looked in your desk. <laughs> yeah, I looked in your desk. This very obscure band that's like not even on Spotify. Oh, like do <laughs> you like Crudo? You like Crudo. To be fair, in Derek's credit, I do agree that Dan the automator is king. But they do go back and forth
1: in this DM. And it's so dated, the look of it. Well, she, Her name is also, what is it, like Temp Lady? Her screen name is Temp Girl. Oh, Temp Girl. Yeah. That's... Why would, like... <sighs> the weird thing is that throughout the throughout the movie, when she does reappear through email or whatever, she's still
0: Temp Girl. It's like, are you always that? Or I thought you were just that at work. <laughs> right, she's like a permanent Temp Girl. Like, that's her career. Yeah, very weird. Temp Girl. So... Um, Meanwhile, Sharon is at home caring for their child and Derek comes home briefly to say he's going out for some drinks before the rest the Christmas party, which right. of course Sharon isn't invited to because no spouse is allowed. Poor Sharon. I'm sure She also she- says, oh, don't don't forget
1: what happened at the last Christmas party. We got Kyle. So right. apparently he came home
0: really drunk. And And that's how she got pregnant. And she's like, make sure you eat something. Yeah. Because she knows that Derek likes to party. Yeah. And he shouldn't be drinking eggnog on an empty stomach. Absolutely not. Or whatever he's going to drink. So he gets to this nice-ass bar. like I guess it's on the floor below their office Christmas party. That looked really nice. It was very nice. And surprise, Lisa's at the bar. Oh, 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 hey. Oh, hey. What are you doing here? She's in her her little Burberry trench coat. (laughs) and her little red christmas dress her little party dress her party dress and uh Derek gets a burger and she's like I'll get a burger too I'm a cool girl yeah I eat I eat burgers <laughs> and fries so they eat their burgers together she's very flirty and then she bullies him into ordering a dirty martini yeah and she's like very um over the top about this because she's like make it filthy like he keeps saying no multiple times this lady does not know how to take no for an answer make it filthy make it filthy later we cut to upstairs at the office party and it's lit I mean they this these people you can see
1: why spouses aren't there because this thing is a a rager they're getting down (laughs) play that funky music white boy is playing Marge the other secretary is dancing up a storm yeah (laughs) Marge Marge is like. She's the older. She's like the oldest person who works there. Marge is like
0: doing ketamine in the corner. Yeah. Someone's (laughs) doing poppers in the bathroom. Sniffing blow off of Jerry O'Connell's abs. Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Dick. They're dancing. Derek has obviously had a lot to drink. As if he already isn't drunk enough. Now Lisa starts bullying him to do shots. At that point, I was like, he's going
1: to. Be sick because he was drinking beer, then dirty martinis, and now tequila. Like, I was going to almost throw up thinking of that. With a
0: burger in his stomach. Yeah. This is like, bad.
1: That would be bad for me.
0: And I'm sure he ate a couple pigs in blankets that were going around. <laughs> Absolutely. You know that office Room party. temp. Like, just not even hot. Perfect breeding ground for bacteria. Yeah. Office, but you're desperate
1: because you ate so much, drank so much alcohol. Office
0: pigs in a blanket that you know Jerry O'Connell made in the break room. Oh, he made them in the little toaster oven. And <laughs> he did not wash his hands before making those. So, this is like a recipe for disaster. Suddenly, they dance underneath the mistletoe. And of course, Lisa is like, oh, oh, oh we ended up underneath the mistletoe. That she probably bought and put there. She planted that I feel like
1: you shouldn't have mistletoe at an office party, period. Even if
0: spouses are involved. Yeah, just like it's a bad idea. This office party is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Oh, absolutely. This is like a disaster. So he's like, you want to put one on my cheek? And he declines. Derek's actually ready to leave at this point, and he says so. And here's the interesting thing that she does. She's like... It'll look more suspicious
1: if you don't do something. And he said, Well, we'll have to take that chance. Yeah. I was like, Damn, girl. She's, this is just sad at this point. Yeah, she's definitely pushing it now. And I think he wants to leave because of, partially because of her. Well, she's sexually
0: harassing him now. Yeah. Like it's bad. It's not even just like flirting. She's straight up harassing him. Like if a guy was doing this to a woman, we would be outraged. Yeah. We'd be like, look at this guy trying to get this girl drunk. Especially
1: after everything that's happened that night, just with her constantly pushing the drinking, uh,
0: et cetera. And Derek tries to leave, but he stops by the bathroom on the, on the way out. And suddenly, Lisa ambushes him and pushes him into a bathroom stall. Because now, yep. now this has escalated beyond harassment to straight up sexual assault. No, she's like assaulting him. She literally assaults him in the bathroom and he is drunk and he is saying no. He's like pushing her off and she is not taking no for an answer. She starts like lifting up his shirt and he's going, oh God, Lisa, 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 don't do it. And someone comes in the bathroom and she
1: makes it look like she's blowing him for the, I think the benefit of that person. I think so.
0: And that guy's really drunk. Yeah, but he's trying to look through the crack. He's it's like Ooh. Jim from accounting is getting a raging hard on yeah. at the urinal. And he just sees a girl go down on her knees like in the stall. Right. And she's she Louboutins. thinks <laughs> like, oh, this is like a hot, sexy tryst. And, and Idris Elba's like, I'm being assaulted in here.
1: No, he's like trying to get out. But when that guy's in, he's stuck. Because yes. then he doesn't want to get
0: out in that moment because it looks bad. Right. And so she's rubbing up all over him. She jumps on him. Finally, the guy, the drunk guy who's like blocking them from leaving the bathroom, he leaves and Idris Elba says, what the hell is wrong with you? And he he storms out. And when he storms out, Wild Thing is
1: playing by Tongue.
0: (laughs) I heard that. I heard that. I was like, what the hell? Why is that song playing? Who made this playlist? It's just like the most generic party song playlist ever. It's very funny. So then. And Patrick sees him storm out. Patrick sees. Derek storm out of the bathroom and sees Lisa follow after him, and Patrick is like, Patrick's living for this moment because mm-hmm. he's like, wow, this is the greatest gossip that happened. I cannot happened. wait to tell the girls in accounting. <laughs> he says, well, 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 living dangerously, aren't we? And she goes, Patrick, you silly old queen. <laughs> Derek somehow miraculously makes it home safe in his car. And they kind of act like he might get pulled over because a
1: cop like passes him. Yeah. He's like, really drunk.
0: He's very drunk. I was very worried for him. Um, he does make it home safe. I think this is the point in the show we should take a quick break. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. And he's very cold to her at this point. This is the coldest he's ever been to her. He is not in a playful mood with her. I mean, this is serious now. And she's almost acting like nothing happened too. She's acting like nothing happened, yeah. and he's like at this point he's trying he's trying to establish a boundary. He's giving very clip yes. clipped answers. No
1: friendly banter at all. No.
0: So, but after work, Derek goes down to the parking garage. And as he's getting in his car, Lisa pops out of nowhere and jumps into the front seat. That was frightening. This was alarming. That's not a normal thing to do, even if you're no
1: one does that. You don't just get in someone's car like that.
0: She didn't even like lean over the window or like chase him down, like, hey, I wanna talk to you. Like, no, she it literally,
1: he gets in his car, puts his seatbelt on, and she like pops in the car and just sits. It was definitely scary.
0: Yeah. And she's wearing a trench coat, and immediately you know. Yeah, (laughs) she's not wearing anything under that trench coat so she apologizes for the christmas party and he's like let's just act like nothing he's like nothing happened just let's let's, move on let's move on let's forget about it and then lisa rips her trench coat open to reveal she's wearing bra and panties and she's like "Eh." and she somehow manages to like slink
1: down in the front seat, which is not reclined. Yeah. But she's almost in a reclined position
0: because she sinks down so low. It's not hot at it's all. It's very, yeah. It's very gross. And he's like, Lisa, get out of my car. <laughs> and she won't get out. And he's, he's yelling at her. He's screaming at her, like, get out. I mean, he is alarmed. Like, this is a bad situation. Finally, she gets out of the car. He, she, and then she slams the door and goes like, ugh. Ah! And she says, Maybe you are an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there was like a thing where she's like, is
1: that guy an asshole? Or they had a joke or something early on. Yes. And it's like, uh, well, you're kind of being an asshole. She's the asshole. Yeah. And he speeds off. She she's so embarrassing at this Ugh. point. Like, I'm literally can't I, I hate this It's woman. like cringe. I make I cringe every time I see her because I was like, girl, please, like get your act together. <laughs> it's just she, so bad. It's like you don't have any friends telling you, like pulling you back like anything. I mean, I guess she doesn't because we don't see anyone. One of the worst movie characters of all time. She just sucks. She sucks and it's like, It's definitely one of those movies where we don't know anything about anyone's backstory, so she just comes off completely unhinged. Like, we don't even get, like, she just went through a really traumatic breakup. Like, not that that excuses anything. Nothing. But there's nothing. She just, it's like, she seemed relatively normal, and then all of a sudden she just gets completely unhinged about this guy.
0: I think what makes Fatal Attraction more compelling in terms of character than her character, like Alex, Alex, Alex Forrest character, um, Glenn Close, is that with the Alex Forrest character, she like we don't really know much about her. We don't know her backstory either. No. But there's a little bit of a history with her in and, and Michael Douglas. Like they actually hook up, it's consensual. Yeah. And her unhinged behavior kind of comes on a little slower. Well, we see him
1: mistreating her. In mm-hmm. my opinion, he does not treat her well. Right, and he is—he does dismiss her, and it makes her snap. So we see the bad behavior, like fatal attraction. Everyone often comes away from it going, "That woman's crazy," and it's like, but he—we see him drive her to that point. It's not—it obviously goes too far. Right, but we get—we we know what's happening. Well, not it makes not, sense, even though it's crazy. He's not a saint. No and he just he does like when she's like you can't just dismiss me we get it because we saw what he did he took what he wanted he was done with her and he, now he's back with his wife Right and that feels really bad Right and, <laughs> and and
0: even though her behavior is insane and unhinged we know why it's happening It makes more sense
1: Yes even though we don't agree with it I think it's because we all get the feeling We've all had the feeling that she has. Most of us obviously don't go that far. We move on. But it really hurts right. uh, when someone you thought you knew all of a sudden turns that switch off. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's like I think the fact that we can understand her even though we wouldn't go that crazy or that far. Right. It, it helps make it more of a
0: compelling uh, movie. Right. Plus because there's so much like because he's not like a good guy. No. But you don't want to see bad things happen to him. Well, and his family is innocent. Completely. Uh, So yeah,
1: it's definitely just more interesting.
0: So he comes home to find Sharon upset because Sharon just got off the phone with her sister. Her sister told her that her husband has been having an affair with someone at work and he's leaving her. So I think he was going to tell her. And then he got that news and was like, oh, I
1: better not talk about another affair or whatever. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. This is like a, this is one of those cases in movies where it's like, if you would have just told someone as soon as, like nip this in the bud. Yes. Like he also didn't say anything about
1: the Christmas party. Right. When she asked him. And that will come back to bite yes. him in the ass later. So he is not telling her. I mean, this was also definitely a thing where they're like, let's just have her finding out her sister husband had an affair. Like, cause this makes no sense either. No, <laughs> like, it makes, it's so. Why is she talking to her sister? It's just like the whole thing
0: is so funny. So uh, Derek at the office tells Jerry O'Connell about what's been going on with Lisa. Yeah. And Jerry O'Connell victim blames Derek. He's like, are you sure you didn't lead her on? Cause he just like, again, t- completely two dimensional character. Yeah. Cannot believe she's such a hot piece of ass.
1: Yeah. Why she, would she do this? She could get anyone.
0: <laughs> and Derek is like, I'm going to report this to human resources. And Jerry's like, whoa, that might not be a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a good idea. Right? Yes. But Jerry cautions him against this because he's like, you've had a history with female assistants. Right. You married that one. I think assistant he's had a history with. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like you said, it would have been more of a conundrum if he actually did have a History with more than one female assistant, yes. And apparently, the um, Sharon, when she was an assistant
1: there, she was the piece of ass everyone talked about.
0: Well, she's gorgeous. Because this is just sex, sexual
1: harassment. <laughs> this is the se-
0: This is the. Op- they don't do investment banking. They just they do sexual harassment. They just sexually harass office. their
1: secretaries and assistants,
0: and sometimes they hire a female assistant who then in turn sexually harasses the men. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a just breeding a, ground. It's a hotbed of sexual harassment at this office. So, but again, this, <laughs> this relationship that Derek had with his assistant, what, you know, they, they got married and they have a real relationship. This isn't yeah. like a pattern of behavior. It's like it happened one time. No, it happened one time. So... Derek does decide to report it anyway, but before he can tell Hank, the HR guy, Hank alerts him, oh, uh, well, Lisa's not coming in. She's, she said she quit. So then Derek's like, he's like, Oof. what'd you want to tell me about Lisa? He's like, oh, nothing. Nice. Nice. Hot. I mean, he's like, whew. Yeah, I don't have to go into that. I'm sure this lady who revealed her underwear to me in a parking garage when no one else was around won't do anything else unhinged after this. Case closed. Case closed. So he just walks away. Uh, We get a little Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Ruben Stuttered. Dude, I laughed so hard when it said Ruben Stuttered on my subtitles. I'm just glad someone's (laughs) cutting him a check. Playing as Sharon and Derek open their presents. This their was like son. also a
1: scene where I'm like, why am I seeing this?
0: <laughs> it was so pointless. These yeah. next, they this- even did
1: like a fade out on like their Christmas opening scene. Like yeah, it was like okay
0: because then we cut to like it's New Year's Eve and Sharon and Derek are getting home from a party. It's three a.m. Sharon notices that Derek like gets an email and she's like, oh, you better answer that. It might be Munich. They might have the contract ready. B- business <laughs> businessmen always have uh, dealings in Munich. So, also, what is this? This is
1: always in movies where your email is open on the computer and you have a notification that says
0: "new" a new email. Came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so he opens this email and it's a picture. It's like not even a nude. It's just like a sassy, sexy, borderline sexy picture of Lisa, where she's like, "Hey, she's like
1: in a vest and shorts and like a fedora." And a
0: fedora. It's like the dumbest picture ever. Um, and the picture duplicates on his. Yeah, it's computer. like 20 of them pop up. Windows. Yeah, and so he has to click each little red X yeah. on his little um, Dell yeah. laptop, whatever he has.
1: Before Sharon gets back. Before
0: she gets back. Then the next day at work, Darren, Derek opens another email from Lisa. She sent him another one. Temp and Girl. It, Temp Girl sent him an email and this time it's just a giant blue happy face and it's like okay. And then like 30 seconds go by and the happy face winks.
1: I was like, why are why are we still looking at this happy face? I mean it was a deranged thing to send somebody. Yeah. But then the wink happened. I is <laughs> it, like, it was scary. It's like, is that a gif? It's like an early version of a gif that only moves once, <laughs> like Every- after 30
0: seconds. Yeah, it was bizarre. Derek next goes on this work retreat with just, again, just only the men are at this work retreat. There's no women from the office at this retreat. I mean, the way they behave, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's It's nighttime. He's poolside with the boys. Everyone's getting shit-faced. Jerry O'Connell says he wants to see some hot, oily breasts. Again,
1: that's just... That's his only character trait.
0: That's (laughs) it. he's like lap dances and oily breasts. Hot, oily breasts. Yeah, hot, oily breasts. Suddenly, a waitress gives Derek a dirty martini, and he's like, I didn't order this. And she's like, well, it's from a woman at the bar.
1: It's filthy.
0: And it's a filthy, (laughs) dirty martini.
1: Lisa seems like the type of girl who drinks those just so she can say those lines.
0: Yeah, it's like in college, she probably always ordered sex on the beach. Yeah,
1: she's like, I'll have a martini, dirty. Just like yeah, to looks around. Yeah,
0: yeah. See who saw
1: her order it. I mean, I like them, but it's not because of that. She, (laughs) no, she's like
0: making a statement for sure. So Sharon then calls Derek to check on him, and while Derek is on the phone with Sharon, he spots Lisa. She, she's at the resort. She's at this resort, and she's walking toward him wearing a sexy red dress. And he's like, Sharon, I got to go. And she's like, wait. I'm... Kyle wants to say goodnight. <laughs> yeah. <Click. laughs> and he's like, and and Lisa's walking towards, is that Sharon? And of course, Derek is pissed off that she's there. He's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I quit, my, I quit at the office. I quit so that we can be together. And he's like, I'm happily married. Now, Lisa quit because she,
1: at some point he said, oh, we can't do this. We work together. Or something like that. Well,
0: in the car, he said something like, do you know what this would... Like, if any... Like, this is... My job is on the yeah. line. He, so she she quit. He thought she quit just because she was embarrassed or whatever. But she actually
1: quit because she thought, now that will be good because I don't work with you anymore. So that's Lisa.
0: Now that's he, her Lisa logic. <laughs> now he won't think I'm nuts. Yeah. So then Derek briefly turns away and we see Lisa roofie him. Ugh. She dumps... A capsule in his champagne. Into his champagne. And she tells him, I'll be waiting in my room six ten. And he's like, I'm not gonna show up. And she's like, I'll see you there. And then Derek almost forgets his drink, but he grabs it and chugs it down. And he chugs it because he's stressed out. The next scene, he is fucked up, blurry vision, trying to make it back to his room. Jerry O'Connell is is helping him. He's like, You're a lightweight man. It's like, no, he's drugged. (laughs) He was drugged, dude. And he's like, oh, remember, we got to be in the Tiffany room at 9 a.m. tomorrow. That's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem because you got a big meeting at 9 a.m. Why have a retreat if you're going to have a 9 a.m. meeting? It's so early. 10 a.m. Fuck off. Yeah. At least 10 a.m. 10 a.m. is more reasonable. So Derek crashes on the bed. We see the door open, and it's Lisa. And she rapes him. Yeah. This was very upsetting.
1: Had, so I guess she gets the key somehow to his room. I don't know how she's doing a lot of these things. <laughs> I think she's like lying and saying I'm his wife. But oh, right. don't they still check? Because anyone could say that right. and rob the room. Like I'm not even saying a sexual assault, but like I could say that to someone's room and just take their shit.
0: Like <laughs> Look into the... Investment banking office downtown, and also look into do an investigation on this hotel. Hot. Someone was roofied, yeah. assaulted, <laughs> and someone lied their way into the room to assault someone. Yeah. What kind of security is at this hotel? Terrible. So Derek wakes up the next morning from housekeeping, knocking on the door. He is wrecked. And he's totally. like, oh shit, I'm late for the Tiffany room. So he goes to the morning meeting. Like not five minutes later, somebody tells him his wife is here to see him, and Derek is like, "Oh my God, if Sharon's here that's that that must be some there must be some kind of emergency so he leaves the meeting, but it's not Sharon, it's Lisa, and she's like, "I made a reservation for us at the spa morning after yeah and and he's like, "Nothing happened. This scene is just like in the crush when Nick drags Adrian out." Yes. By her arm. It's like the same kind of scene. Because she
1: she has him in a position where she thinks he won't uh, be mean to her because people are
0: around, but they're at they're at their wit's end at this point and they right. don't fucking care. So it's a win-win for her because either he goes along with it to save face yeah. or he has an outburst and she looks like this innocent right. victim and makes him look like a crazy person. And
1: she does say to him,
0: hit me. Ugh. She's just <laughs> so awful. I fuck Lisa. I hate Lisa. So- Then um, he's like, leave me the hell alone. And Lisa's like, well, what about our dirty martini? (laughs) She like brings that up. We shared a dirty martini together. Yeah. Um, Then she threatens to go into the meeting and tell everybody. And he tells her like, there's never going to be anything between us. And he goes back into the meeting. At lunch, Derek decides to say no to alcohol. And everyone's like, oh, pussy. Yeah. He's like, look. They're like, you've changed. You've changed, man. He's like, it's noon. Leave <laughs> yeah. me alone. Uh, he goes back to his room where he discovers Lisa is naked in his bed, unconscious. Ugh, and he discovers worst. an empty bottle of pills in her hand. And then he has to pump on her chest. He's doing chest compressions and he says, bitch, breathe. <laughs> it was all worth it for that one line. It was all worth it. <laughs> Later that night, Sharon calls Jerry O'Connell because she can't get a hold of her husband. And Jerry O'Connell says possibly the worst thing he can to Sharon. Like, he is not making, like, he's the worst wingman of all time. He's not, he's (laughs) not like doing this in a delicate fashion at ever. He's like, there was an incident with your husband. And she's like, what happened? Is he okay? And she goes, he goes, I think you better let him tell you. It's like, dude, just, just like, talk her down off the ledge. Like, Or at least you could say something like, one of our
1: assistants OD'd and he took her to the hospital. Like, something where she knows he's not, you know, dead or whatever. Right? She's like, is he dead? And you're not revealing they have some kind of issue. Do you know what I mean? Like, he he could have done it in a way.
0: He makes it, like, the most cryptic, like fucked up sounding
1: thing ever. But you know what? It got Lisa to the hospital and that's what the plot <laughs> needed.
0: Sharon. Sharon. Sharon.
1: Lisa. Sorry, yeah.
0: So at the hospital, Sharon shows up and there's a detective, Christine Lottie.
1: <laughs> One of the weirdest movie detectives of all time.
0: <laughs> she she'd had a great run on Law & Order SVU as a as a Lawyer as a like a defense oh, yeah. attorney. I like her as an actress. She was a defense attorney with alcoholism, and she like passed out in the bathroom drunk once. It was a mess, and yeah. Olivia Benson was like, "You need to
1: get help." No, she's a great actress. She's amazing. She's, she's just this role is just very weirdly written. She's also like the stupidest detective ever. She just does not It's bizarre. It's almost like she's like an angel, not like a detective, like so like she's just clueless. Like she, it's crazy.
0: Worst written detective I think ever seen. And she's like seen. such
1: a smart actress too. She just comes off really smart in every role she plays. So it's especially sort of alarming to see her in this role.
0: Yeah. So she's like, "I, Derek, I need to talk to you." And obviously Sharon is like horrified by this like, "Why does a detective need to talk to you right now?" And Derek is, and she's so unprofessional this character that she like doesn't even take him aside privately. She just starts asking him questions <laughs> this, in front of the wife in the <laughs> they're in the middle of the hospital. They don't even go into a private this was room, so
1: I was like, no one would ever do this because the detectives trying to question him about the incident. Meanwhile, the wife is sitting there going, you were in bed with Lisa. <laughs> it's just like they're having their own private fight on the side. It's like, this could not happen this way. No, She needs to be like, I'll talk to your husband. He'll fill you in after I interview him. Right. That's what would happen. So we get the scene of him trying to be interviewed with the wife freaking out at all the information that gets re- revealed during this because interview. Because she's
0: just hearing bits and pieces
1: Right, that sounds like he... It's like, why was she in your bed? Right. And it's like, ma'am, we're doing an investigation.
0: This isn't about your marriage right now. Meanwhile, like, someone's getting wheeled in in the background with, like, a broken leg, and they're like, ah! And he's doing a police investigation. Also,
1: like, someone... Like let's just say someone almost died, or we don't know yet if she's dead or not. Right. And it's like Beyonce's more mad that someone was naked in the bed than if someone possibly dying. Even
0: if you don't know the whole story, it's like someone might have died right now. Right. It's just this was like bad police work. Um. So yeah, Sharon's furious, and he's like, "There's no affair." Uh, then the doctor comes out, and they learn Lisa's going to be fine. We pumped her stomach. She's going to the psych. She's going to be psych and then that's when they learn. And they, the doctor or the detective, again, tells this in front of Derek and his wife. She's like, well, looks like Lisa put you down as her in case of emergency. And of course, Sharon's like, what the fuck? She's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, she leaves. <laughs> back home, Sharon yells at Derek. And she's like, why didn't you tell me about the Christmas party in the parking garage? And she's like, is this about me wanting to go back to school? Yeah, so now that plot
1: point makes sense. Uh, yeah,
0: and ends. <laughs> uh, this is Beyonce's big
1: Oscar-winning scene, or one of them, right? Yes. Because she is throwing plate. She threw a plate. She said, get out of my house. She is yelling. She said, pack your toothbrush. That's serious. <laughs> pack your prophylactics. She said, pack <laughs> your prophylactics. Because <laughs> she's like, because you might need them. Because he's like, what do you want to do? And she she gives him the laundry list of what he needs to do now, which is pack all these things. Uh, and then he's like, Where am I gonna go? She says, Go to hell or to the four seasons, which I feel like should be their marketing. Page. <laughs>
0: go to hell or, the four, or the four seasons, take your pick. Yeah, so back at the hospital, the detective talks to Lisa, she's on suicide watch again. This is just like the dumbest interview ever. And Lisa's like, when can I see Derek? And the detective is like, I don't think he wants to be in contact with you. And she's like, well, then why'd he send me these? And she points to the bouquet on the table. And she's like, Lily's my favorite. Derek sent me these. And look, there's a note from him too. And it's obviously Lisa's handwriting. It's like her curly cursive handwriting. Well, it's kind of like the detective just buys it instantly. As if there's no
1: possible way for her to have ordered them herself.
0: Right. So back at the, uh, oh, yeah. And she's, um, she asks her, the detective says, What happened that night at the hotel? And Lisa's like, Well, we slept together. And she's like, I'm not stealing him away from their marriage. Like, their marriage is over. Right. And she's like, Derek is in love with me. And then I guess that's the end of, that's it. That's all the questions. Yeah. That the detective wants to ask because we're now we're back at the office, and Derek's boss confronts him, and he's like, "This is a very bad look for the company." Yeah, uh, Derek, we, we we've run
1: the, the tightest of ships when it comes to sexual harassment, but and now uh, yeah. this is a bridge too far. <laughs> this is <laughs> it's one thing to call all of the women who work here hot pieces of
0: ass. Right. Complete. Like, (laughs) but when somebody ODs naked in your hotel room, you gotta keep that. You gotta cover that shit up. (laughs) So he's like, "I'm taking you off the Gans account." And not the Gans account. Not (laughs) the Gans account. Uh, (laughs) He's like, the detective comes back to the office. And questions him about the flowers, and he's like, "I did not send her flowers." And she's like, "Oh yeah? Well, then why did Lisa document all your sex in her diary?" She's holding her diary. It's like, "Well, yeah, I'm sure she wouldn't lie in that." She said, "You're quite the accomplished lover."
1: <laughs> I was like, "I was like, you have to be proud. Like, at least she makes me out to be
0: a good lover in her lies." Right. So then the detectives suggest filing a restraining order. Like, it's weird because the detective is like half on his side, half not.
1: I don't know what her deal is. Cause sometimes I do think I'm like, oh, she clearly believes him. But then, she, and then she does, it's like, oh, wait, no, she clearly believes Lisa. She's just
0: so, it's just such a weird role. Like, it's really weird. And she's like, but I don't think it'll be necessary because Lisa's sister picked her up and took her back to San Francisco. That is such a weird thing to say because I feel like they would still be like, but you should still file a restraining order.
1: Well, you know. San Francisco is very far from you, LA. There's no possible way you could drive back very easily overnight. Like, yeah, it's kind of like it's like what does
0: that have to do with anything? Right. Oh, she's going only 400 miles away. Yeah. Okay. With yeah. her sister? Problem who I've never solved. even heard of. Right. And she said it's true, so it must be. Then we get a montage of Derek not living at the house with his wife and son. He's like picking up the son to go play at the park like a very, you know, mopey scene. We see a lot
1: of them meeting at the doors, Beyonce looking at him through the window. She gets right. progressively and progressively cuter each time he picks up the sun. Did yes, you notice that? <laughs> I did notice
0: that. Finally, when that montage is over, he's at the door dropping the sun off, and he's like, Sharon, are you going to make me spend my birthday alone? Like, let's go out to dinner. Yeah. And she relents and she's like, okay, we can go out to dinner. She gets all dolled up in the next scene. She's listening to Jill Scott. They're going to go out to his birthday dinner. She looks very beautiful. And they have this like romantic dinner together. And he's like, baby, I just want to come home. It's been three months. Love that. This dinner was so weird. It was so, there's no
1: conversation happening. He's just like, I love you. I miss you. You're beautiful. I miss you. And then he would literally said it like three times. Like it, it, it was just like nothing. And was, she's like weirdly smiling the whole time. It's like, we know you're going to take him back. Why are you still acting like, because she just like kind of smiled weirdly the whole
0: time at him. It was just such a roundabout conversation that like this, all the scenes at the restaurant could have like been cut. There were, there was pointless. It was totally pointless. So um, then where am I? We see the babysitter who's babysitting Kyle. Oh, God, the fucking babysitter. My other, my second least favorite character.
1: (laughs) I know. I said, I was like, she's one of the dumbest bitches in the world. Like, just an absolutely incompetent babysitter. Yeah.
0: Back at the house, we see the babysitter watching TV, and then the doorbell rings, and it's Lisa. And she says, hi, I'm Sharon's friend, Kate. I have a present for Kyle. And the babysitter's like, well, Kyle's sleeping. And the, uh, you, you know, you can't go up there. And Lisa's like, okay, like I'm just dropping off a present. She's like, do you want me to call Sharon? I can call Sharon. She picks up her cell phone. She obviously isn't talking to anyone. This is the fakest phone call I've ever heard in my life. It reminded me of the
1: scene in baby Jane where she calls the liquor store pretending to be Blanche. Yes. Cause it's such a fake phone call And I I also had the subtitles on and I laughed because it said her, her like parenthetical before her dialogue said, in a normal voice. Because right. it was Lisa
0: being like, hey, hey, girl, yeah. at your house. And she's like, hey, girl, I'm at your house. Oh, no, 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 it's not the babysitter's fault. She, I just want to yeah. drop off a... Pre- I'm going to drop a present off,
1: but I literally have to put it in his room. I can't just hand it off to the babysitter. <laughs>
0: like, and I have to wake him, and I have to spend a ridiculous amount of time up there for no reason. Like,
1: why would you have to give the gift to Kyle at that moment and give it to him upstairs while he's sleeping? And none of this makes sense.
0: Also... He's sleeping, but he's also like 18 months old, so it's not like he can be like, "Wow, thank you, Lisa."
1: No, the whole thing's absurd. Like
0: it's so absurd. They should have come up with a better way to get her in the house. So the babysitter is like, "Well, I guess that was really Sharon on the phone. Sure, strange lady. Go upstairs." So she. I'll just be
1: in here on my head with my headphones in.
0: Right, the babysitter is always on the headphones Missing yeah. like an important thing happening behind them And she's
1: like, not only does she have her earbuds in or whatever She also is like always like bopping her Bop. head They're like, always she, bopping she's their head like really listening
0: oh, It reminds me of in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids When the 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 guy who does the lawn He's like, he has his headphones in He has his Walkman in, and he's like blasting music And Wayne Zelensky is like Turn off the lawnmower. Turn off the lawnmower, and he's like, uh. Uh-uh. he's about to pulverize the kids because they're <laughs> yes, in the grass. In the grass, it's just like it was that. It was that vibe in this scene. So Lisa goes upstairs. She goes into Kyle's room. She, of course, she does like a creepy staring at him in the crib. Then she picks him up and holds him. She sits on a chair with him and puts him in her lap. She does like gives him a little kiss. Right. I thought she was going to breastfeed him.
1: Well that's uh that would be a throwback to Hand that Rocks the Cradle.
0: <laughs> I really thought that's what they were going to do but that but this movie didn't want to go that far. So we this is intercut with more scenes of, of Sharon and Derek at dinner like we, I miss we you. get it. That's all they're saying to each other. It's
1: so weird. It's like, yeah, I'm lazy too, but I would have written a scene.
0: <laughs> right. So then um Sharon finally presents Derek with a key to their house, like, you can come back. They kiss and make up. She also wants the Mercedes. And she, but she wants the Mercedes. <laughs> so Lisa leaves the house as Sharon and Derek drive home
1: from dinner. I laughed when Lisa left the house, though, because the babysitter has her headphones in. And we literally just see a blur of Lisa going through the front door. It's like, bye, I'm to go. And the babysitter's just like,
0: bye. It was just so weird. Doesn't even turn around. No, nothing. So, so then, um, yeah, Lisa leaves... The Derek and Sharon walk through the door and babysitter is like, Oh, you just missed your friend, Kate. And of course, shock and horror washes over their faces because they're like, We don't know a Kate. Yeah. And then they run upstairs and they discover she took the baby. Once again, worst babysitter. Just a terrible babysitter. Yes. They're freaking out, obviously. Derek is literally looking in the bushes for his son. This was weird too, because it was like Turn on the lights.
1: Why are you looking in the yard? <laughs> like she clearly, the car is gone. She, if she took him, she clearly is gone. Like he's literally just like, wouldn't you have immediately gotten in the car?
0: Or, or called 911? Yeah. I mean, I guess they did call 911, but, but the
1: bush looking, that was unnecessary. He was looking
0: in, in the hedges. <laughs> yeah, for no, the child. No, so then, um, he does get in the car and he sees Kyle in the backseat.
1: With lipstick on his forehead.
0: I didn't notice that. Yeah, he had a kiss, like <sighs> in red lips. I hope they didn't wash. I mean, well, they did immediately take Kyle to the hospital. Wait, that was weird too, because I was. Like, what did you,
1: it seemed like why they took him to the hospital and they were going to keep him there. Yeah,
0: because they were doing blood tests, I guess, I for guess. sexual assault for the baby. Yes. Oh, I mean, there was a strange woman with a history of assault. I mean,
1: it would make more sense, but they would test him for poison or something.
0: But it could be that yeah, too, yeah. I guess. But yeah, they, they, they took him to the hospital immediately. The detective, of course, is there. This lady, She's like, oh,
1: maybe there is something to this Lisa thing being
0: crazy. <laughs> like She looks at the lipstick, yeah. you know, she's like, hmm. She sniffs it. She's like, huh. Lisa. Oh, right.
1: And that's where Sharon is like, you're not going to do anything about Lisa. You're not going to do anything about Lisa. I'm going to take care of it if you guys don't. Because yeah. they're both doing nothing they're doing nothing. Sharon is fed up. And quite frankly, we are all, we're all we're fed all, up with all, everyone.
0: We are so fed up with Lisa and frankly the detective <clears throat> yeah. for not doing her job. So, um Sharon is like full team Derek at this point. She's on she gets it now. Now she gets it, yeah. She's like, "All right, this bitch is crazy." When they get home, they discover that their bedroom has been ransacked. So, I guess somehow Lisa went back into their house while they were at the hospital. Yeah, she probably didn't go far. And then Le- Sharon notices on their bed a picture with her face torn out of it, and which is like, I just feel like Lisa does the most cliche, unoriginal stalker moves. Yeah. Like, like that's cutting a out the face. Very cliche move, cutting out the face in a family picture. Like that's been done before. You should do something else, get creative. She's
1: not a very creative uh, psycho, in my opinion.
0: I agree. Yeah. So then. Sharon Sharon actually calls Lisa and leaves a skating voicemail as if this is going to get Lisa to back away. Yeah. And she's like, you think you're crazy? I'll show you crazy. Just try me, bitch. Yeah. Lisa deserves it. Lisa does deserve that, but obviously that's not going to stop her. They do get a new security system put into their house. And I always love
1: when they show you how it works because yeah. it's like, okay, we're going to get really upset. When, when someone doesn't do it right or like it's going to be a moment someone's going to fuck this up. Yeah.
0: So then Patrick we get we get a scene of Patrick at the office and Lisa calls him because she's still of course friends with Patrick even though she doesn't work there but Also does Pat if he's such an expert on gossip he doesn't hasn't heard
1: about any of this nonsense. <laughs> he's still like besties with her. He's failed as yeah. gossip queen. He's no longer 411.
0: How, yeah, how does, how has he not heard, like, oh, Lisa's psychotic? Hey, girl, what's going on? <laughs> why did you, like, why did you steal their baby? Why'd you, I heard you OD'd at the retreat. <laughs> like yeah, He how, knows nothing. How does I mean, Patrick not know any of this? That This is the biggest tea that this office has had in 10 years. Absolutely. And he is in the dark with this. So he does say to her, I'm not supposed to talk to you, talk with you, I could get fired. So maybe he does know a little bit. I guess, yeah. But it's.
1: He's, I still feel like he'd want to know some info.
0: Yeah. So Lisa tells him that Derek is leaving Sharon. He's like, they're getting a divorce. And Patrick's like, uh, I don't know. And even though Patrick is uneasy about this, <laughs> he then proceeds to do the dumbest thing I've ever seen. He spills their entire travel itinerary to Lisa. I know. Like detailed. He's like, well, they're actually going to San Diego to Sharon's parents' 30th wedding anniversary <laughs> Sharon's leaving at this time, <laughs> yeah. and then Derek's going back to the house briefly and then leaving at this time. I know it's like
1: he knows he kind of hints that he shouldn't be talking to her, and then he proceeds to just spill this information that she
0: absolutely wants to know like, and
1: should not know. Yeah.
0: It's like the most sensitive information, like, yeah, um, go tell the stalker all this information. So Sharon leaves the house, but she realizes like she talk, she's on the phone with Derek and at that point she realizes she forgot to arm the house like she forgot to set the security system her, so she, she forgot her purse right and she well first she forgets her purse then she remembers it. then she goes back the, oh, right. the reason she forgot to arm the security system is because she had to go back in to get her purse um, so while she's driving back to the house Lisa breaks in through a window we can tell it's Lisa
1: even though we don't see her <laughs> Because she's wearing a purple satin,
0: like right in the daytime, something, yeah. She's wearing like a purple satin wrap dress in the daytime, yeah. We just see her hand like break the glass, yeah. And then she grabs two champagne glasses and a bottle of champagne back at the office. Um, Sharon or Sharon, Derek gets a call from Sharon, and Sharon's like, um. I left, but I have to turn back because I forgot to set the alarm. Sharon arrives back at the house. Meanwhile, Lisa is upstairs fondling Derek's dress shirts. Yes. That's a move. That's like a stalker girlfriend move is when they fondle the dress shirts. And, and she's smell also them. put
1: rose petals.
0: Does I, she change into the t-shirt too? She changes into one of Derek's old like, sports t-shirts. Right. And she's like writhing on the bed, sprinkling rose petals. Again, very like basic bitch moves. Totally. It's just like really unoriginal. This
1: is going to blow his mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, th- this is going to be the thing that gets yeah. him to leave his wife. So then Sharon enters the house while Lisa's upstairs and she hears a cork pop. And she's like, I better go investigate that. I like that Lisa opened the
1: champagne that early. Right. Like <laughs> it's going to go flat, bitch. Why would she open it? At that second. But that was funny because it, it Sharon's ears perked up. She's like, what? She's
0: like, I just heard a champagne cork pop. So Lisa, Sharon opens the door to the bedroom where she sees Lisa sprawled out on her bed. And she goes, did you not get my message? <laughs> and then Lisa's like, look, I know what it's like to have somebody fall out of love with you. And she's like, what the fuck are you yeah. talking about, bitch? And they start brawling. I think this was like these two actresses' best scene in the movie. This one was good. And I think that this fight sequence, this whole extended fight scene, was probably the most thrilling part of the movie. Oh, without a doubt. Like.
1: Well, there's some tension at least. There was
0: finally some really good tension. Meanwhile, Derek is calling Sharon and she's not picking up. He's even calling the house phone. Lisa picks up the phone. Like, if if Lisa really wanted to hurt Sharon or kill her or whatever she was planning on doing in there, why are you giving it away that you're at the house? I don't think she was... I think
1: she was waiting for uh, Derek. Well, she was definitely waiting for but him. But I don't think she had a plan to
0: kill Sharon at that point. Um, it just seems like... I mean, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. She picks up the phone and he's like, Lisa? Then Sharon headbutts Lisa. Oof, that hurt. And... Picks up the phone. This was amazing. Sharon headbutts Lisa, grabs the phone, and says, Derek, I'm going to call you back. (laughs) She's like, I'm finally taking care of this nonsense. Right. No one else could get this handled, but I'm going to fix this. Yeah. And she does. And then she says to Lisa, I'm going to wipe the floor with your skinny ass. Mm. It must feel so good to say that to someone. Yes. But... Lisa does kick Beyonce in the face. She kicks her in the face. <laughs> Again, another fight on a staircase, like we yeah. saw in The Crush. Yeah. There was a fight, and with that, like, balcony landing it thing. It was very,
1: very reminiscent with the attic and the stair
0: fight. Right. I think they watched The Crush before making this movie. Um, so after Lisa kicks Sharon in the face, she's kind of, like, sees stars for a minute, yeah. and then when she gets up, and looks around. Lisa's not there. So she decides to go snooping around her house, which all the lights are off because they were about to go leave right. to San Diego. I'm like, just turn on some lights. This is- and this is a big, dark, old house? Yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of light that comes in upstairs. It's very dark. Lisa- Sharon decides, well, I'm going to go look in the attic. So we're gearing up for another showdown in the attic, much like The Crush. But again, there's no carousel here. Immediately, my first thought was that loose floorboard. Yeah, it's going to come hope back. Sharon remembers <laughs> Sharon because somebody's going to get hurt on that. Lisa then emerges in the attic with a piece of plywood and starts hitting Sharon and like swinging at her. Sharon is standing over the loose floorboard, wobbling, but she knows mm-hmm. she know she remembered the loose floorboard and she's. She's trying to get Lisa. She's going, "Come a little closer." Yeah, to get her to step there. "Come a little closer." I also read on Wikipedia about the like staging this this uh fight scene. How Beyonce said it was like fun and easy for her to learn this choreography because it was so much like dance choreography. Yeah. And it really did look like the two of them were dancing. There was a lot of like um kind of cha-cha moves both of them were doing over the floorboard? Well, because the floor was beyond
1: the the patch that was sort of whatever, loose. It was a rough floor, so they kind of had to move in a certain way because it was like that attic floor that's like the boards with yes. the stuffing in between.
0: Plus, Beyonce is wearing high heel boots. Of course. So she's wobbling. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's really wobbling. wobbling. This is like a precarious situation for her. Lisa is swinging that plywood, coming closer, and finally she falls through the attic floor and is hanging onto the ceiling, like through the hole, above a giant glass coffee table in their living room. Those ceilings were high. They were very high ceilings, and that is like the biggest glass coffee table I've ever seen. Right? It was huge. Sharon... Is like, I can't let this bitch die in my house. Ugh. So she's like, okay, take my hand. So she takes Lisa's hand. She's trying to pull her up, but Lisa is, starts pulling Sharon down. This bitch. This bitch is trying to save your life. And she
1: has. And she's like, we're both gonna die. Like, right, if I can't have him, you can't have him. Just
0: terrible person. She's struggling, but finally Lisa slips. And first, she doesn't immediately hit the coffee table because she falls onto the chandelier. And this is a giant chandelier. Huge chandelier. And she's swinging from the chandelier, hanging onto it. And then finally, the chandelier gives way. Like, it, you know, yeah. it, it gives way, it falls, and she lands on the coffee table. And Beyonce says, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> She does say that. She She says it twice. Oh, God. She says it later, too. Oh, God. It was so funny. I laughed out loud. And you're kind of like, is she dead? Is she dead? But then Sharon lifts her head up. She's like, ugh. Lisa. Lisa lifts her head up. She's like, ugh. It's like a Michael Myers. Her eyes, like, pop open. Right. And then the chandelier falls the rest of the way. And Beyonce says, oh, God, again. And it falls onto Lisa. I just felt really bad like their poor house, like I hope they had crazy bitch insurance because they just bought this house, and it's destroyed.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they could sue <laughs> the previous homeowners, like maybe they didn't disclose that ceiling problem right, because the chandelier fell, yeah, I mean, that could have happened with an earthquake
0: or something. i mean she there was a grown woman hanging off of it. that's true, and the but the hole in that ceiling, like the floorboard in yeah, the attic, maybe I don't know. I, st- I still think that um, I just felt bad for their house. Yeah. Finally, the detective who did jack shit this whole movie. She didn't do anything. No. She pulls up. Sharon's all beaten and bloody. <laughs> and detective's like, wow, I'm sure. I'm glad I got here in the nick of time. Yeah. It wow, g- 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 came at a great time. And she pulls <laughs> up. then, uh, And she's like, wow, what happened here? That's what she says. What happened here? And... Sharon says, I think you know what happened. (laughs) Then Derek pulls up. He hugs Sharon. Beyonce's music is playing. We get a freeze frame and a fade to black. (laughs) Weird ending. Because that's how we're ending this film. They couldn't come up with anything. They could not come up with a better ending than this. It's always the low budget or the like cheesier of the thriller movies that end as the police are pulling up in the driveway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the credits and they just are fade rolling. out and yeah. we're just
1: supposed to wrap it up ourselves. It's like right. you guys just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you guys want. There's no like investigation. Also the freeze frame, it's like, what is this a very special episode of Growing Pains? Right. where like, <laughs> we just like freeze frame. And fade to black. It
0: was so weird. So not as as exciting as I remember, I think it was probably fun scene in the theater because the theater was like packed, and people were laughing,
1: yeah, I mean, if everyone's on board, this movie sucks, right, then I think it can be enjoyable, right. uh, and the ending definitely finally like gets pumped up a bit,
0: yeah, like I said, I really <clears throat> enjoyed the I thought it was a great fight scene between. Lisa and Sharon. At the end, I like the. Ha- I always like when someone's hanging onto something, and they might fall. It's t- you can't help but feel a little tension. Yeah, your during feet that. sweat.
1: So it's like they never gave it to us with story and dialogue. No, so they finally were able to give it us because we're all afraid of falling, right? <laughs> We they can't do. help. We can't help but be scared. Yeah, if
0: they're not, <laughs> no matter how bad the acting and movie is. Yeah, Lisa and Lisa was a monster, but she was also really stupid. So it was just like hard to like. She wasn't as cunning as other villains. I just felt like as a villain, Lisa was just <clears throat> like she was a ter- she was just a terrible, awful person. But she wasn't particularly cunning. There was no like. There was she was just two dimensional. She wasn't there clever. There was nothing. She
1: was, wasn't clever. She wasn't like even particularly like crazy enough. Like right. she definitely did things that were cringe and like awful. Right. But it's like she didn't ever go above and beyond like we have seen in some other movies. Like Alicia Silverstone's
0: character went went there. She did some weird off the wall <laughs> yeah. shit. But Lisa was just a monster, but not an interesting monster. Yeah. So. I mean, definitely a fine movie to watch. Oh yeah, a fun movie. I, I enjoyed myself watching this movie. Like I said, I enjoyed when I watched it in the theaters. And look, it's a genre we love. I do. I want to make a list of these movies to watch
1: because
0: I feel like I I've seen a lot, but I know there's a lot I haven't. There was another one that came out a year. There was another thriller that came out a year before this. Uh, Lakeview Terrace. Oh, with Samuel L. Jackson. I haven't seen that. I saw that one too in the theater. I haven't seen it since, but I remember I really enjoyed that one as okay. well. Um, but it's sort of in the same vein. It's like um, a married couple, and Samuel L. Jackson is the villain Ooh, in this one. I like that. So it was interesting. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't remember it. I just remember I saw it in the theater and I liked it. But with that being said, that is obsessed. We'll be back next week with 1987's Flowers in the Attic. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Excited. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra
1: might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.